0: Coming up on the show, Brian Gorshin says he's available sooner rather than later. That is very, very interesting. We break that down. Great news for Alex Sar once again at the top of the pops in the ESPN mock draft. Melbourne versus Sydney is a marquee matchup. What is going on with the Jack Jumpers? And there's plenty of good stuff going on with the New Zealand Breakers. That's all coming up on NBL Now. So great to be with you. This is our first time for 2024. I'm Jack Hevron, alongside my man Derek Rucker. D-Ruck, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Jack. And uh, wow, it's gone quickly. We're more
1: than halfway through this NBL season and things are about to get real interesting.
0: Yeah, they are. And before we dive into those teams, one thing that I found very, very interesting yesterday was reading a great piece, Mick Randall in News Corp, sitting down and having a chat to the great Brian Gorgian. A lot of conversation about the upcoming Olympic campaign and who might figure, but the thing that really grabbed my attention the most, if we're looking from an NBL point of view, was that Brian said he's got the Olympics campaign, and then he is available for domestic coaching opportunities. Well, why wouldn't he be, you know?
1: He's still very sharp in terms of his coaching ability. He's hungry, and he's probably the most youthful youthful 70-year-old going around, so It would be a loss uh, to the Australian basketball community if he decided not to continue coaching domestically in the NBL. Now, what does that mean for NBL teams and what vacancies may be available? Things are getting tight, like there are not a lot of jobs around. But Jack, it's the Sydney Kings. It is the Sydney Kings. That's the one that makes sense to me. We see how their coaches move on and go on to bigger opportunities. I'm sure Coach Mood is going to be in a similar situation and that's going to provide a vacancy. I have no intel here, but I see that as a great match. We know Gorge won a lot of championships, yeah. three, three to be exact in Sydney in a row. It'd be a great way to settle in back into the NBL and ride this thing out into the sunshine.
0: That's a really interesting point. I was thinking about this yesterday when I was reading it. To me, the most if you're looking for romantic stories, it's, it's the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. It, Brian, you know, revolutionized the magic. He made them count for something. But they have a coach in Mike Kelly uh, who is a very good coach as well. The other one I wonder, and I don't pretend to know Brian all that well, but I find him to be such a, a warm and wonderful person when I've dealt with him. The other one I wonder is the Adelaide 36ers in terms of if this is the last stop on the train, could he go to Adelaide and turn this whole thing around?
1: The only thing that I don't like about Adelaide is Brian's personality. He, I know he went down to Illawarra, but we're talking about a final place, a final destination. Illawarra was always just a mercenary type deal. Get in there, improve the program, do what you got to do. He wasn't going to be there for 15 years. Yeah. Okay. But I find this next job that he takes in the NBL to be the one where he really goes out on a high, goes out winning and sits in there. So I don't love the fit for the city and Brian Gorgian. Melbourne, yes, I love I love the Phoenix for, for Brian. But as you said before, there are capable hands there. But that's what's kind of led me to the Sydney Kings. And look, it's exciting no matter which way it goes. Also, Jack, maybe there's a new... Franchise that pops up. We've heard a lot of talk about the Gold Coast. I like that fit better than I do the Adelaide one. So let's see how it pans out. It's very exciting, and uh, it also should be exciting for young
0: Australian players that want to learn how to play the right way. It's. I mean, who knows what happens next? But what we do know is that it, it's now a massive shadow, isn't it? In a positive way, but to have to have Brian Gorgian available um, is going to. I would imagine give a lot of teams and ownership groups something to think about. For sure. Well, what you better start thinking about is
1: getting your money right, getting your wallet right, <laughs> and make sure that man is rewarded. Because if you if you believe the street mythology, you know, he did he did Illawarra a solid with a discount for a salary. I'm sure there'll be no discounts coming in the future.
0: No, sir. Speaking of getting the wallet ready, Alex Sar's life is about to change. No. In, in around four or five months' time, and particularly if judging from Jonathan Gavoni and ESPN, who have released this morning the latest edition of his mock draft, he now has Alex Sarr previously ranked at number two, at number one. And he talks about being a, a major contributor in Perth, winning nine of their last 11. He says that he's compact. He plays an efficient role. He talks about his shot-blocking capability, his footwork. He, He goes into tremendous detail about what Alex Sarr brings, which is a whole lot. And one of the things he
1: probably didn't elaborate on is his non-basketball stuff, but that maturity, Jack, and we see it right throughout all these next stars. They're playing against grown men who make a living out of this and whose livelihoods rely on performance. They're not out there taking it easy on Alex Sarr. In fact, they want to embarrass him, but Sar continually holds up, especially in big-time games. We see him perform well in a hotbed environment in Melbourne against United. He does a great job, and I think when you measure that up against, say, some guy playing against another 19-year-old in Nebraska, are you kidding me? Get that <laughs> college guy out of here. Alex Sar, two Clintman, all these next stars are gaining so much in value from playing in the NBL. And I'm not a I'm not a shill for the NBL. Don't get it twisted because early in the piece years ago, I wasn't that big into the next stars program. But I've been swayed over the past couple of years. And I'm just speaking as objectively as I can and also understanding where the mock drafts and the NBA teams um come from with respect to all of
0: these next stars. And you know the other thing I love about this, and it wasn't mentioned in Jonathan's write-up, but I'm sure that it means something, Ruck, is that Alex doesn't want to shut this thing down. He could be forgiven for getting to a point now and saying, I've established myself, I've done everything that I need to do. The only thing I can do from here is get injured, so I'm going to shut it down. But he doesn't want to do that. He wants to be there till the very end.
1: And I think some of that goes to John, really, who's done a great job of keeping him hungry. And I've looked at their box scores at times and thought like, wow, Alex should be playing more. But it's hard to complain with the team that is on the run that the Perth Wildcats are. Arguably, if you look away from the numbers and the one loss standings, a case could be made, as I did several weeks ago, the NBL Now Roundtable, that they are playing the best basketball in the competition. I'm willing to debate it with anyone, but it's a great debate, and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer at the moment.
0: Not sure New Zealand Breakers are playing the best basketball in the NBL right now, but they're pretty damn close all of a sudden. they won four in a row. They've got themselves up to six. Now, I know Joel and Damon spoke about this yesterday on the show, but the thing that I want to pick your brain on, Ruck, is that to me it feels like they're only scratching the surface. There's no Fin Delaney out there at the moment. Will McDowell-White's not 100% fit as yet. Zylan Cheatham is far from being back to 100% in terms of his touch and his game. So are they only just getting started, the breakers?
1: They are. And I spoke to Will McDowell-White up here in Brisbane, and he said he's feeling better, but obviously you can look at his game and you can see that he's not quite back to where he wants to be still a fantastic passer that part of his game has stayed sharp and and he's just thrown three or four amazing passes in the past two games but Cheatham showed signs against Brisbane like he was coming around in the fourth quarter then wasn't so sharp but still out there doing his thing and because he's so athletic and strong you have to deal with his presence possession after possession but they've been able to get great contributions. We know Modi Mayor is one of the best coaches in the league. And we probably need to give some love to the man who I gave love to in one of the early moments that mattered. I said that Parker Jackson Cartwright was going to be an MVP candidate. We've omitted him from the discussions because the team struggled. But now, Jack, he's held that thing together. For the whole season, now they're starting to win. He had 27 points and a great performance against Tasmania on Sunday. You got to put him back in the top five, Jack. He's
0: averaging yeah. 20 points a game. He's he's great to watch. Uh, he and McDowell White together, it's still finding its way. The breakers are fascinating. I'll tell you what else is fascinating is tomorrow night, Melbourne versus Sydney. I'm in Sydney for this one. I cannot wait. There's talk about it. I arrived yesterday. There's talk in the streets about it already. When you get these two together, Ruck, it's always a marquee matchup. It it helps the fact that they're first and third coming into tomorrow night. But they're at different stages, aren't they? Melbourne will be very keen to bounce back after what we saw on New Year's Eve. And the Sydney Kings, it's just not at their peak right now. What do you make of it?
1: Well, firstly, I'm jealous that I'm not working this game with you. I'll be watching it on TV up here. If I could be green, I'd definitely be that colour right now. I am not sure what to make of this game. Jack, I'm leaning towards the Sydney Kings. No. I think I think they took a lot of confidence from not even a great victory, but I think the margin gave them confidence. But I didn't think they played great against Cairns. Cairns looked flat. And then you see Cairns go up to their home, and they kind of beat a flat Melbourne United. I don't know what to think of it, but I think Sydney are going to give Melbourne United problems. We know that Sydney's talent and athleticism, when they put it all together, if they're operating at 90% of their potential, they're one of the top two two or three teams in the league. I think emotionally, they're going to be sky high for this game. I think this is a watershed moment for the Sydney Kings and Melbourne United are a less emotional team and will we'll work off their professionalism, their track record, and their infrastructure. So it's a great contrast and approach from two teams. But I just – and, man, I told you three weeks ago I'd never go against Dean Vickerman. I'm nice. going against Dean Vickerman here only because Sydney are on the road and every team has to go through some struggles. And maybe this is United's little patch of struggles before they get into the playoffs.
0: What are they doing with Denzel Valentine, Sydney? Is he coming off the bench again or has he got that little kick up the backside and he's ready to go and he comes back into the starting lineup?
1: This is a killer question. I'm going to leave him on the bench one more game. And then if he does well like he did the other night and we get the W, then against Brisbane on Sunday, I'll put him back in the starting lineup and try and solidify my lineup for the rest of the season and how we're going to look heading into the playoffs.
0: Lastly, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers, who I know you're a massive fan of, and and I am a massive fan of the way that they've gone about things this year, except for the last couple of weeks. And Scott Roth spoke about it post-game and said we're we're now in a hole and we've got to dig ourselves out of it. How do they dig themselves out of that hole?
1: They're not playing terrible. They're just not getting it done at critical moments throughout the game. And especially on the defensive end, where we've been accustomed to them coming up with critical runs of stops and good conversions on the other end and jordan crawford struggled the other day milton doyle with good reason hasn't quite been the same and i'm sure he'll come around because he's so talented and professional but defensively, they've got to tighten it up. We saw them struggle early in the season defensively. They started to get it going. They got Will Mayne, Will Magnet back, and they went to the next level. Well, now they've got some injury concerns around him. They've got to find a way to consolidate and get their defense clicking again because ultimately that's what's going to drive them is what they can hang their hat on. The most alarming thing, though, is all these home losses. And teams seem to be be coming in there where they used to score 78, 79, 80 points a game. Now these teams are tracking up into the 90, mid-90s against them, Jack.
0: And they've got to fix that real quick. They're not defending the island, Ruck. And they've defended the island from day one. And in these last five games, they've lost four.
1: Yep. And sandwiched in that was a road win at Illawarra, which looks really huge now. So, you know... What are they going to do? Who do they have um, at their disposal for for the close of the season? Mostly Magne I'm talking about because, you know, uh, an injury like that can also hurt the soul of a basketball team when you see what our potential is and you see that stripped away from you. So here's hoping that he can get himself back up to 100% because they were an outstanding basketball team uh, when he's in there.
0: I know you're not coming down for tomorrow night's game, so can I borrow the jacket?
1: <laughs> it's been returned. It's been <laughs> returned, and uh, yeah, lo- lovely outfit. And I'm just so uh, humbled and honored to be to be able to uh, not only have access to that type of clothing, but to be able to wear it on a great platform like the NBA. There
0: is no way I could ever pull that jacket off. Right. Ruck, thank you very much. Uh, we watch on with interest to what it's all going to look like tomorrow night. Thanks for joining us this morning. All right, Jack. Have a great day, everyone. Of course, you can check out everything you need to know at nbl.com.au and NBL Plus, if you want to do all of your prep for this weekend's action, jump on NBL Plus and it's got all of the numbers that you need to have. We're back tomorrow. Have a great day.